give up my Atari? My television? How about for this? You bet your asteroid. Presenting the revolutionary Vectrex arcade system. Discover how Vectrex brings real arcade play home. Vectrex. Fantastic. Ordinary home video games can't match the laser-sharp visual effects of Vectrex. Vectrex. Hey, Willie, how's it going? Pretty good. It's time for another episode of Vectrex Radio. Vectrex Radio. Of course, this time we're going to be talking about Mindstorm, the built-in game for the system. Of course, Mindstorm is the Asteroids-like game, which uh, is very, very fun, but also really, really challenging. Uh, Yeah, extremely challenging, especially for (laughs) me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not very good at myself. As far as I can get is to level five so far. I can't even get off a of level two. Wow, dude. Are you sure? Are you serious? I still can't get past level two. I'm pretty sure I saw you get past level three once. I might have over at Rob Luther's house. who's playing yeah. Patrick's over there. I saw that video. What's your high score? Uh, I think it's 27,000 something. Ooh. I'm glad right. I'm good at a game, better at a game than you are because you're usually better at almost all the games. Yeah, this one I'm not too good at. It's, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Mine's not too great either i only get my high score that i got today was fifty three thousand one hundred and sixty five. wow but that's not very good that was a level five well you think i'm really good at asteroids so you would yeah. think since i'm good at asteroids i should play this build play this game fairly decently now this game is a lot more challenging than asteroids in my opinion yes much more i mean i love asteroids uh it was probably one of the first video games i ever played and I still remember how cool the vector monitor was on that game. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. But yeah, it's a much easier game, in my opinion. It's still hard, but it's not as difficult as uh, Mindstorm. Oh, heck no. So let's talk a little bit about Mindstorm. You have a group of mines. You get the floating mine. You have the fireball mine, which I hate. It's a little fireball at you. That's the bane of my existence. It's <laughs> a so it, pain to get past that because you got to shoot quickly and move uh, and move move if it's coming for you at a different angle that you can't hit in time. Usually, what I find is uh, I try to hit it when it's far away. If you hit it up close, sometimes you can get lucky and it'll be angling at the same angle as your ship, and you can yeah. get it if you just rapid fire. But a lot of times, it'll like. You know, you won't hit it just in time, it'll, you'll explode. So I find, at least for me, someone who's gotten to the whopping level 5, definitely not an expert at this game, but I find that I do better if I shoot it when it's farther away from me, as far as possible. Oh, that's a good tip. I used to try just to hit my thrust and get out of the way as soon as I shoot the mine. Mm. Or hit hyperspace. <laughs> you get extra points if you actually hit the fireball that it shoots at you. Oh. In fact, there's also a magnetic mine, which uh, I also hate that one, especially like in level three and four where they start chasing you. The smaller ones just start chasing you around the screen, and you're boost, boost, boosting, trying to spin around to shoot them in time. You're like, ah, get away from me. <laughs> Those mines really love to chase you down. Those are groupie mines. But of course, the bane of my existence is the magnetic fireball mine. Now that's just not right. Yeah. Because not only does it chase you, but it'll shoot a fireball at you. And that is hard. 
There's also the Fireball and, of course, the Mine Layer ship, which, uh, of course, I'm sure many of you have uh, accidentally not been paying attention to where your ship is, and suddenly the Mine Layer <laughs> just appears right on top of you and crashes into you. I really hate it when that happens. That suspiciously looks like the UFO from Asteroids. Yeah, yeah, strange, strange how that works out. And if you have the uh, later U.S. version, there's something called Space Dust and Alien Forces. What this is is like little little gibberish uh, vectors that are just uh, you know sitting out there in the star field and uh, they'll kill you. They look weird. Sometimes they're like just like little lines or look like keys or even little guns and things. Hey, look, we got glitches. Hey, let's call the level. Hey, there we go. Of course, everyone who has the earlier models of the GCE version of the Vectrex will know that uh, it has a level 13 bug. The famous level 13 bug. Which, of course, once you get to level 13, you can't go any further. The game will reset. Game over. It's a kill screen, as it were. Yep, the Vectrex kill screen. Mindstorm. Back in the day, if you, you know, wrote to GCE and said, hey, what's wrong with this game? Uh, they would send you a cartridge with a bug fix, which uh, on the screen it said Mindstorm 2. The card itself just has Mindstorm. But it is one of the rarest, if not the rarest, and most sought-after GCE games out there. They usually go for like 350 to $500 on eBay whenever they appear, which is not very often. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, it's a pretty expensive game. Interestingly enough, on uh, some U.S. models, there is a later kind of a bug fix where they tried to fix it, but it's not quite fixed. Um, So if you have a later model Vectrex, um, some of them have this version of Mindstorm that actually will go up to level 89. But there's this weird thing where there's a chance that, you know, when your ship goes into the warp in between levels? Yes. If your ship isn't close enough to the middle of the screen... It actually won't suck you into it, and it'll just uh, break the game, and you won't be able to play any further. Well, that's part of the gameplay. Be in the middle <laughs> before you finish the level. Yeah. Well, it is on, on that one. But that one apparently goes up to level 89, Wow. according to some people that have gotten that far. There's also the uh, Milton Bradley version. The Mindstorm on that version actually goes to level 90, or maybe even further, we're not sure because nobody's ever gotten past level 90. <laughs> so if you want to know what is the highest level anyone has ever attained in Mindstorm, that would be a level 90, allegedly. Wow. Yeah. I could not imagine getting to level 90. Apparently it takes a couple hours to get up there. Oh my gosh. And you have to be an incredibly good video game player. Interesting difference between the U.S. version of Mindstorm and the European version of Mindstorm. The U.S. version has fireball mines in the second level and magnetic mines in the third level, but the European version has them reversed. Oh, really? That's interesting. So if I play the European version, I might get up to screen three. Maybe. There's another version of Mindstorm that came out uh, called Mindstorm 3D. Why don't you tell us about that, Willie? You've actually played it. Oh, yes. At CGE 2K14, we had a Vectrix set up there that had the 3D imager attachment, and they had Mindstorm 3D running. What you do is you put on this uh, kind of like a look like a, a face plate you put over your face. There's this color wheel inside of there that would spin, mm-hmm. and when you look at the vector screen, it would make the uh, the vectors on the screen appear 3D. It was a really good effect. It would also kind of make it color as well. Nice. 
Oh, it was awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun to play. I, I never experienced that 3D imager until then. Mm-hmm. I really want one of those now. <laughs> well, if you're willing to pay the three to $600 price that it goes for on the internet. Yeah. There's actually one for sale at a game store about three hours away from me. Really? How much? They went 300 bucks for it. Yeah, but is it sealed in the box or... Uh, no, but it's got the box. They had it outside. They had it laying outside the box. You can see it, but it had the box mm-hmm. with it. Got the manuals and everything. I didn't see any manuals. It's got the game. Yes, I saw Mindstorm 3D with it, and I drooled all over it. <laughs> I, I want it. How far did you get in Mindstorm 3D? Uh, if I remember correctly, I got to level three, I think. Ooh, you did better in Mindstorm 3D yeah. than regular Mindstorm. I did regular nice. mind, re- that game didn't seem as hard to me for some reason. Because uh-huh. I played the regular Mindstorm there at CGE, and I played that, and I, it didn't seem to be as hard to me. I, I don't I don't know what it was. Maybe the 3D effect makes it a bit easier. <laughs> I never know, but it, the 3D fa- effect is awesome. Does it give you a headache after a while? No. No. <laughs> I did play it for a good 45 minutes. Oh, jeez, dude. You're not yeah. blind? <laughs> oh, it was it was that enjoyable. I had people tap uh, my shoulder going, hey, man, want to try it? Of course, uh, Mattronic sells a reproduction version of the uh, 3D Imager. Yeah, I saw that website that uh, had that on there, Mattronic's website. That looks interesting, mm-hmm. too. That might be the way to go. Definitely. It's a lot cheaper than the uh, original one. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the looks of that original faceplate. Kind of makes me feel like yeah. Darth Vader when I'm wearing it. It is pretty cool looking. Oh yeah. Now there's a realistic computer game that you play at home. Presenting the revolutionary Vectrex computer system. The laser sharp visual effects on Vectrex are possible because Vectrex has a real arcade screen built in. No TV set needed. So every Vectrex cartridge gives you real arcade gameplay at home. Vectrex, from Milton Bradley. It stands alone. And now Mindstorm, the title theme, by Linus, from the C64 port of Mindstorm, released by TriStar and Red Sector Incorporated.
let's talk a bit about the Mindstorm hacks. There's not a lot of information on the internet about these hacks, but uh, most of them, it seemed like they were made by actual GCE employees. For example, Mindstorm was a hack that uh, came up for sale, rec- not recently, a few years back, I think it was like five years ago, on a Google group for the Vectrex. And uh, the guy who was selling it uh, said that somebody from GCE had made it. And then that version, you have infinite lives, or at least a whole lot, he said. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's what I need. Yeah, and the game does not crash after Minefield 13. And uh, every now and then, when shooting one of the mines, it shoots back, so the graphics will glitch, and the game will slow down for a few seconds. And the guy who owned it said he played it up to Minefield 17, and he's not sure exactly what uh, what other differences there are from normal Mindstorm. I couldn't find a whole lot of information about Mindstorm. I was trying to find stuff myself. Yeah. I would like to find a ROM of it and try it. Yeah. That would be really cool. But there were some other hacks. Um, there was the RLB hack, the CarSoft hack. Did you get the CarSoft hack working on your uh, VEC multi? I never could get it working. It would either not boot up or it would just turn my screen blank and that was it. It's not good. No. What about the RLB hack? Those, Some of those I got to run. Uh, the one I got to run the best was the one where you can select infinite lives and rapid fire on and off plays really nice but i didn't like when you would shoot the mines how the screen would start to flicker and slow down you hear this mm. clicking sound inside the vectric i was like ooh, ooh i don't like that that doesn't sound good no so i don't run that <laughs> problem anymore <laughs> yeah that sounds dangerous yeah i don't want to ruin my, my vectrix man that clicking going on yeah i wonder what that is that's weird yeah it was pretty strange it's like nope not run that again but i like the rapid fire though that was awesome oh yeah that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. I know the uh, Mindstorm Taft hack, uh, Mindstorm 2 Taft hack, has the rapid fire. And it's it's really, it's a lot easier to play with the rapid fire. It makes it a lot easier. But I like how you can spray those bullets. It makes it, makes it easier yeah. to get those bells, uh, fireballs from those mines, even though I still can't get by that screen. I, I need to play it more and see how much higher I can get. Because it, that one also seems a bit more difficult than a regular Mindstorm. Even though it gives you like... There's an infinite live hack, and there's the rapid fire. There, there's some differences. Like um, in one part, I shot this one mine. I think it was one of the fireball mines, and all of a sudden, this weird laser beam like went across the screen, <laughs> and it made this weird sound. And it was like really bright, like the brightest vector I've ever seen on the Vectrex, and it almost blinded me. I was like, ah, because I've got that uh, Taft hack on my multicar. Huh. I'll have to give it a shot when I have more time and. Uh, See how far I can get in that one. One that I really liked, um, and that was the Mindstorm 2 spinner hack. Oh, yes. Which uh, brings us to the point, uh, you're making a video now on this, but something that I discovered on the internet, and I assume you discovered it a long time ago. You knew it no, before I did. you told me about it. Oh, I thought you knew it before I did. I had no <laughs> idea about this Do you said something. Oh, really? Yeah. I discovered uh, from reading on the internet that you can actually take an Atari driving controller... Carve a little bit off of the uh, of the cord with a hobby knife or something. It's a little bit of plastic, like in a like at the top and the bottom, to make it a little skinnier so it'll fit into your Vectrex, and it works as a spinner for the Mindstorm spinner hack game. Oh, it works very well. It does. It's a lot of fun playing it with the spinner. I just put the driving controller on my left knee, and then I have my Vectrex control pad up here on the desk, and then I just spin with my left hand and shoot with my right. Yep, that's what I do too. Uh, 
Now, what's really nice about this hack is you can leave your original Vectrex controller plugged in to have your thrust, your yeah. fire, and your hyperspace. Mm-hmm. You plug in the drive controller into port number two on the Vectrex yep. to control the your spin of your ship. Works really well. I'm sure most people know about this uh, sort of thing, but if, if you're one of the few like me that didn't know about it until we did a lot of research on Mindstorm, um, it's a really cool thing to do. If you have a Atari driving controller sitting around your house, um, it's perfect. Or you can go to eBay and buy one, I think, for like 10 bucks. Yeah, if you got a multi-cart that has the spin yep. pack on it. <laughs> and not only that, but uh, my multi-cart had like pole position with a spinner hack, and I was playing a lot of that last night. Oh, I got a lot out? further. I got a lot further than I usually do. I yeah, qualified I every time. It yeah, it makes it a lot easier playing with the spinner. I'm getting the uh, gumption to make a special controller that has you know the spinner built into it and stuff like that for Vectrix. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Controls of Mindstorm, pretty straightforward. Button number two is your escape button or your hyperspace, like they have in Asteroids. Now, I was trying to keep hitting that button to see if I blow up like in Asteroids, and I never did. Uh, yeah, Asteroids, you typically blow up like one out of five or six times. But uh, in this one, it's a, it's a little bit better, but still, you shouldn't get used to using it very often. I hardly ever use the escape button, mainly because it's so far away. Button number two is a little bit too far away from the boost and shooting button. Because uh, button number three, of course, is your boost button, which you'll be using a lot to get away from those magnetic fireball mines. Yeah. And of course, button number four shoots. Why don't we take a look at the manual for Mindstorm? The manual. I've got an actual manual here. looks brand new. came with my, uh, <laughs> my Vectrix. Nice. And one of the things I really like about this manual is at the very beginning, it has its intro for the game. This is pretty cool. Listen to this. Tread lightly. The transport lanes of intergalactic space have been seeded with mines from an alien vessel. Use your mine-destroying blaster to blow up the mines before they can annihilate you. You may survive the floating mines, but beware of the fireball magnetic and treacherous fireball magnetic mines. Thirteen fields each. One more difficult await you. Look, even the manual says only 13 fields. It's like they knew. Yeah. Well, it is kind of a funny story that they, I guess they knew about the bug, but they didn't think anybody would get past level 13. <laughs> no one would get there. Nah. No, there's no way anyone's going to no get way, past that. No way, no. According to what I've heard on the interwebs, um, Jay Smith's own son made it about a couple of weeks after the Vectrex had hit the market. And he was like, hey, Dad, what's wrong with the Vectrex? I got past, I got to level 13 and couldn't get past it. The Vectrex reset itself. <laughs> you know, of course, his dad's like, oh, no. Because <laughs> nobody, none of the game programmers uh, at GCE could get past it. Isn't that something? That's pretty amazing. Even, I guess, even the guy who created it, John Hall. So that's kind of weird. You make an impossible game, I guarantee you somebody out there is going to be able to beat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some good There's game players the, out there. The gaming savants that can uh, oh, beat yeah. anything. The Billy Mitchells of the world. I'm the gaming idiot. Now, you're actually pretty good at games. Now, another neat thing inside this manual, at the very last page, it got this score record where you can keep your, write down your high scores. Mm-hmm. And this one actually has somebody's score written down in here. Ooh. Much. On February 3rd, the player by the name of N.P. scored 42,136 points. <laughs> and he was proud of that. <laughs> he wrote it down in my manual. Yeah. <laughs> I was very proud. But yeah, we got like three or four pages of uh, high score uh, 
space here. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of neat. So those of you who are listening right now, why don't you go to our Facebook page and brag about how much better you are than Willie and I at playing Mindstorm. A monkey's <laughs> better than me. Well, I'm not very good either. I can only get to level five, for goodness sake. <laughs> it's still pretty bad. Someday I hope to beat, you know, get to level 13. But, you know, I think, so awesome. I, I think it was a great game to have packed in with the Vectrix. Oh, it it's is. It's very entertaining. Uh, you know, a lot of people were still familiar with Asteroids when the Vectrix came out. It, it mm-hmm. kind of filled that little niche. You can almost have, like, Asteroids at home. And, of course, that commercial where they say, you bet your Asteroids. I love that. But yeah, definitely an awesome game for the system. If you do not buy any games for your Vectrix and all you do is play your built-in game, I think you'd still be pretty happy. Well, that's what uh, Rob Luther was doing from Turtle Flakes. He only had really? Vectrix on his. I mean, his uh, Mindstorm on his. And that's all he played until he uh, got that multi-card off. I mean, he loved Mindstorm. <laughs> he played it a How lot. How far did he get? I think he got to like level six or seven. Ooh, nice. Of course, he's been playing Living Daylights out of it. What do you expect? Yeah, that's true. He had nothing else to play. <laughs> <laughs> I usually have my multi-card stuck in mine, so I hardly ever play my uh, built-in Mindstorm. But, uh, yeah, I should definitely work harder at trying to beat it. Or at least get to level 13. Get to the kill screen. Get to the kill screen. We have a kill screen coming up on the Spectrax. We can start a kill screen club. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never be in it. (laughs) Yeah, either will I, probably. I mean, I'm pretty good at Galaga. Why 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 am I so terrible at this game? Yeah. And you discovered something pretty cool about 3D Mindstorm, right, Willie? Yes, uh... I found on the internet where some people went in and looked at the ROM image, and they found text inside of there that said, Programmed by William Hawkins, 1983. Vectrix and Imager by John Ross. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Hidden message. I love that kind of stuff. Me too. And uh, something I thought was pretty cool is that uh, they actually ported... Mindstorm to the C64, not officially back in the day, but uh, about five years ago. Uh, it actually has the uh, the official OK from the son of Jay Smith. Well, that's and cool. it's pretty cool. And we'll be listening to some music from that uh, C64 port. I uh, tried to play it on my ST2IC on my actual Commodore 64, yeah. but I couldn't get it to work. Oh. I put it in there and loaded it up and. The version that has the hack screen on it, it would show the hack screen, and I could do the trainer and select, you know, the different hacks. But then it went to the uh, went to the menu, and it showed the menu. And then when I pushed the fire button or space bar, uh, it just locked up every time. Oh. So I do not know why it will not play on ST2IC. It came out as a cartridge, but they made a PAL version uh, of just a Mindstorm that uh, you could download for free. And I couldn't get it to work on my actual Commodore. Ah. Which is a shame. But I did play it with an emulator, and I gotta say, it's a pretty fun game. I watched a video of it, and it looked, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, and I love the music uh, that, that it has in it. Music by Linus. Very cool game. Um, they used to sell cartridge versions that you could buy from their website, but they sold out and they're not for sale anymore. Uh, so the only way I know of playing, if you don't have the cart, is to just use that D64 image in an emulator. Uh, or if maybe there is a, you know, a solution for hardware that works. I know my SC2IEC does not work for whatever reason. Hmm. 
Not sure why, but it did not work. If anybody has an SD2IEC and knows how to get it to work, let me know. That'd be cool to play on my actual hardware. We're talking to you, Kenrick. We'll put the information of how you can find that ROM on our Facebook page, Vectrix Radio. And in the show notes. All right, let's talk about the overlay for Mindstorm. Uh, the overlays for the Vectrix, I've always liked these. There, there's a guy out there that was making reproduction overlays that you can get you know, a lot cheaper. But the Mindstorm overlay kind of makes a screen blue. It's got a grid on it with a nice yellow outline around the outside of the overlay. At the top, it says Player 1 Score. And it shows what the controls are at the very bottom with real nice Mindstorm text printed on the overlay. I love the overlays on the Vectrix. It's the best way to play the game is to have these overlays. Yeah, I think Mindstorm is an awesome game. I really love it. What about you, Willie? For the pack-in game or the built-in game, yes. It's it's very enjoyable. I do play mine every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I love it. I wish I were better at it, but uh, it's still a fun game to play. And a lot of people consider it the best game for the Vectrex. I wouldn't say that, but it's definitely a very fun game. Dear Atari Anonymous, ever since my husband Luno returned from Earth with asteroids to new Atari home video games, he and the rest of the family do nothing but play asteroids. Luno says asteroids is good practice for his interplanetary life. Tell me, dear Atari Anonymous, with everybody hooked on asteroids, what on Earth is a poor Martian mother to do? New Atari Asteroids, now available for your home. And now, Bach Prelude Number 1 by Jeff Woolsey. wanted to record a, a quick audio segment for you about my experiences with the Vectrex system. Uh, I was working as a camp counselor in 1983, uh, summer camp, and one of the people on staff, another counselor, I'm not sure, uh, had a Vectrex. And it was you know in a uh, common area that uh, the uh, counselors could, uh, could access that the kids couldn't. And I remember mainly playing Mindstorm and Cosmic Chasm on it. I think I played Scramble as well. 
Uh, I didn't get to play it all that much. I, I can't remember who had it, and I don't think I knew who had it. I think it was just there, and uh, I got to play it just a little bit. Uh, but boy, I, I, I played it enough to remember it, you know. And then I didn't see a Vectrex uh, for years and years. Now, if you've heard me talking on the Intellivisionaries uh, about my retro console collection, uh, then you might remember that um, a few months back, several months back, more than a year back maybe, uh, there was a time when I wasn't seriously considering getting a Vectrex. I, I was talking about the kinds of systems I thought I might like to collect, and I didn't think a Vectrex was going to be in that list, mainly because I just had that you know little bit of exposure to it you know when I was at that camp. And it just didn't have a big nostalgic draw for me. And so I thought, you know, I probably won't bother. But I did find one at a really good price just this past spring. Willie, you were there. You, you remember all that. And I've told that story before. But uh, I also picked up a boxed copy of Cosmic Chasm because I remembered it from playing it at that camp. And, uh, and then quickly after that, I, I did end up getting a couple of multi-carts so that I could explore the game library. And I'm going to say what I think a lot of people say. Just, wow, it is really awesome. Uh, there's something about the brightness of the screen, the the fluidity of the controls on most of the games. The shapes move so smoothly on the screen you know, because it's a, a vector screen. And it just really is better in real life than um, you know, movie captures and, and pictures can show. It really ends up being, you know, they'll say that the, the end result is greater than the sum of its parts. Uh, the Vectrex really ends up being better than the stories you hear about it. Um, you hear about the kinds of games that can play well, and you maybe see some pictures and maybe even some movies. The real thing is just better than all of that. It, it's just really cool. So I uh, am planning on playing the games along with you guys as you cover them. Really, that's just an excuse to play my Vectrex a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if I yet if I want to spring for you know, some of the accessories. You know, there's a, a remake of the 3D Imager that's out there, a light pen. Um, I don't know if I want to get into it that deeply. Uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but um, still, it's a great system, and I'm really glad to have it as, uh, as part of my retro console collection. Oh, and, and by the way, I did watch Android, the movie, the other night, and it was really cool to see the control panel in that space station having a number of Vectrex screens, and, and Max in it uh, keeps playing Star Trek over and over, which was, was kind of cool. Um, and actually, I had seen that movie a long, long time ago and had completely forgotten it. the family television set to blast enemies not if you have the vectrex this nine inch diagonal monitor comes with the unit and though it is a black and white the color overlays provided with each cartridge create the illusion of color quite well this is no ordinary screen either it's a vector graphics monitor the same type used in large coin-op games which means it can perform all sorts of advanced graphic effects as you will see in the first game mindstorm which is built into the system Mindstorm, a game that really shows off the capabilities of Vectrex, 
presents the player with a hostile environment in deep space. The player's ship begins in the center of the screen and can be maneuvered to any position, though it is preferable to stay put and fire at the mines in the order they approach you. When a large mine is hit, it splits into two medium mines, which split into a pair of small mines, so the player has a lot of shooting to do. At the beginning of each minefield, you see the beautiful graphic of an alien mine layer seeding the universe with explosives. Initially, there are four large mines in the first field. You can spread a lot of fire around the screen, but you'll have to be prepared to do a lot of fancy shooting to eliminate all the small mines that strategy creates. Keep your eyes wide for the possible entrance of the mine layer, which will look like a flying saucer. The mine layer's job is to add a few more large mines to the screen, so try to nail him as soon as he appears. Watch the top of the screen as we show you that again. Picking up where we left off, watch as we elude the handful of mines left on screen. You have to be careful because your ship has such great speed that anything but a slight nudge of the thrust button will send you flying across the universe, possibly right into a mine. Don't worry about centering your ship on screen before killing the last mine as you would do in Atari's Asteroids, because the next minefield automatically places you in the center of the screen. Pick your shots with more care in the second minefield as it contains fireball mines, the squarish objects, that hurl fireballs at your ship when you hit them. Try to pick off a lot of regular floating mines before tackling the fireballs. But when you have no choice, use this technique. Wait until you have a shot at the dead center of a fireball mine, then let loose a stream of fire. Hopefully your first shot will explode the mine, and your following shots will take out the fireball before it gets anywhere near you. Be ready to spin around, though, in case your fire, which wraps around screen, happens to explode a fireball mine by mistake. Minefield 3 contains a third type of enemy, the magnetic mine that quickly homes in on your position. Magnetic mines look like little crosses. When they close in on your ship, use the escape button. Use it a couple of times if necessary until you find a good position. All right, let's uh, talk about what's on eBay right now. We've got uh, Mindstorm. We're gonna search for Mindstorm and see what we can find. Well, I see got, one uh, listing here. Uh huh. Vetrix Arcade Mindstorm Mindstorm screen overlay plus manual, and this guy wants seventy-five dollars for him. Yeah, I'm seeing. Similar kind of thing. Like here's one for forty five dollars for just the overlay. It's like wow, wow, or fifty dollars. Buy it now. Wow. There is one on here from Italy, seven dollars and forty cents for the Vectrex Mindstorm overlay with two bids on it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in Italy, somebody's gonna get one. It's only got five hours left, so it'll be way gone by the time this <laughs> goes out. We do have one Vectrex with a Mindstorm overlay, and the owner's manual and the armor attack overlay, and three cartridges here. So it looks like Scramble, Armor Attack, and Clean Sweep. And it's going for $157 Canadian dollars, or about $118 right now, with three bids and three days, 11 hours left as we record this. Not a bad, not a bad deal. No, it's not bad at all. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, it actually is pretty good. 118 US. Yeah. If you're in Canada, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Vectrex. Now here's a here's a new listing on eBay for a Vectrex arcade console with a bunch of games and extras. For two fifty, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like twelve games with it, two controllers, bunch of wow. manuals, some overlays. It's not bad. No. Is it, is it broken? No. Twelve game cartridges. Four games will not come on. Uh-oh. Probably just dirty it connectors, is, but... It is broken. Let's see. Pope Position Scramble, Star Trek, Spike, Clean Sweep, Narzad, Armor Attack, Ripoff, Solar Quest, Hyper Chase, Cosmic Chasm, and Berserk. <laughs> Cosmic Chasm, not oh, Chasm. Sorry. Chasm. <laughs> ah. The cool thing about that one that you showed me for 250, it actually has two controllers. Yeah. Yeah, there's two controllers there. And the Hyper Chase overlay. Yep. And uh, three, six, nine, twelve games. That's pretty, pretty good price. It's a very good price. Yeah. Just said four games would not come on. Yeah, it's probably just dirty games. Yeah. I would imagine. Just uh, cotton swab and some alcohol. Bam. And it's working. Oh. Right. Rob's Vetrix had like a little uh, red ball on top of his joystick too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what Kenrick told me that he got it, and it was like that when he got it. <laughs> and he actually felt kind of bad because he kind of liked that red ball on the joystick. <laughs> I told him, you know, it's supposed to have a little bat thing right there. Not the ball. He's like, really? <laughs> he didn't know. So now I ruined it. Sorry, Kendrick. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> like Kendrick's trying to pull one over on you, dude. But yeah. I do have a file that I can have 3D printed so you can replace the little bat thing on your joystick. Yeah, I need to get one of those because my... Uh... My joystick is also broken, and it has the uh, has the morph ball from from Metroid on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's uh, the end of it. Came from eBay. Okay, let's go over to our Facebook page and talk about uh, some of the comments we got from our premiere episode. One guy named John says, uh, "Hey guys, it's great to hear some Vectrex talk out there, but I do have one nit." And then he discovered that I made the mistake. When I said 68A09 was a modified version of the 68A09, apparently it is not modified. They just came out with the 68A09, which is a 1.5 megahertz version, and then there was a 68B09 as well. So it's not a modification of the original, it's just a different processor speed. But I like his comment about, uh, he said that 30 plus years must dull the memory of how clearly superior the 6809 is to the 6502. As someone who has programmed for both, he assures us that any tricks the 6502 can do at best might make up for some of its many shortcomings versus the 6809, which is cool. He's uh, he's done some programming on both, and he uh, has declared the 6809 the clear winner. <laughs> Which is cool. And he said, uh, anyway, great show and looking forward to many more episodes. Thanks, John, for your comments on our Facebook page. Hope you get more comments from people. Yeah. And speaking of Facebook, I suggest everyone should join the Vectrex Fans Unite page. If you're not already on the Vectrex Fans Unite page on Facebook, uh, look it up and uh, ask to be added to the group. Because there's a lot of cool people on there with lots of information and interesting stuff for sale and... It's just a nice little community. Yeah, it's very enjoyable to uh, participate in. Yep. There's a guy right now, Moto Glass, who makes uh, sandblasted Vectrex pint glasses or shot glasses, which look really, really cool. Oh, awesome. 
Yeah, you can get drunk while playing Mindstorm. Yeah, oh, that's an idea. Yeah, make it into a drinking game. There we go. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, will he get past level two? If he does, I will drink a shot of absinthe. That will never happen. <laughs> You'll be the most sober guy out there. Yeah, prices are pretty good. He's got uh, like 20 bucks for the pint glasses and uh, eight bucks for the shot glasses. Oh, it's not wow. a bad price. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, next time we'll be talking about Armor Attack. Oh, yeah. Send audio submissions or feedback for this game or our previous episodes to VetrixRadio at gmail.com. You can follow us at Twitter at VetrixRadio. Come check out our Facebook page, Vetrix Radio. We're available on iTunes and Stitcher. And, of course, we're proud members of the Retro Junkies Network, realretrojunkies.com. You can find lots of awesome games, like the ColecoVisions podcast, Vectrix Radio, of course, the Greatest American Hero podcast, the Holiday Special podcast, the Intellivisionaries, and many, many more. Thanks for listening to Vectrix Radio. VecX on your dial. You bet your ass you